Welcome to the Lee Shape Podcast. Woo-woo. All right. We're back. I'm Katie. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I'm Nina. Do you guys know who you are? Yeah, I guess. We just don't introduce ourselves like that, so. Oh, well, today we did. Okay, Let's here just we go. for those of us bus. who don't know who Hi, we are. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I am a part of the We Shape Podcast. One. <laughs> okay, Kermit. <laughs> you know I love Kermit. Yeah, you do love Kermit. It's I've, true. I have a green truck. And a license plate that says Kermit. With a Kermit sticker. <laughs> it's a Kermit sticker in your So, laptop. yes, I do <laughs> love see Kermit the Frog. Um, it's not easy being green, okay? Mm, it's true. <laughs> um, today we have a special episode. I say that every time because every episode is special. But, um, we have a special episode because we recently ran what we call a feel-good challenge. And there was a lot of components to the feel-good challenge. So it wasn't like this, like do this and this is the winner it was like we kind of i don't know maybe you could talk about it more tyler about how you Uh, guys you know we had run challenges for a long time in different businesses in the past all the way back when we used to run brick and mortars we were running challenges challenges to like gyms and stuff like that and um it's always a fun time to get a community rallied around something although in the past it was always you know the stuff that we talk about that we don't want to support which is you know hey lose weight in six weeks and blah, blah, right? And I think that when when we started WeShape, we were like, there's this a beautiful aspect of challenges that brings a community together to all focus in on something, but we don't wanna make it about the aesthetics. We wanna make it about feeling good in your body. And so a couple people on our team, Ben and Helen, sat down and started asking questions like, how do we quantify how you feel? And so they came up with this, this concept called a feel-good score. And it-, it Can I, I gotta pause you for yeah. a sec, I'm sorry. For years, we ran challenges around weight loss. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember one day you did come to me and said, okay, we got to run a challenge. And I said, well, we're not running challenges how we ran them. And then you went, oh, no, what does that mean? I, there's always this dynamic between us where, like, <laughs> I always push back. And then you're like, but they're, but, but what, what are we going to do then? Totally just spit on you. Sorry. Um I don't have COVID. We're good. Um, but anyway, I was like, we're not doing it that way anymore. So like we can do a challenge. We can rally together, but it's not going to be anything around weight loss. It's actually not going to be around any one thing because yeah. human beings are way more layered than one thing. Yeah. So yeah. So this is the first time we ran this challenge. Yeah. So we ran the challenge. And it um, took us some time because yeah. we had never run anything like this before. Yeah. So yeah. So talk about the new challenge. We don't need to talk about the old challenges. I'm over the old challenges. Yeah. Yeah. But- yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, like the purpose of the new challenge was a couple things. A, we want to get you to come work out. That's kind of a baseline of it. Um, but more than anything, throughout the 30 days, our goal was to help people really connect with their intention. Why are they working out? Become aware of the patterns of self-judgment that we all have, where um, when we're about to eat something or when we're about to go to a workout, we're like, oh, you should do that because of X, Y, and Z, and you know, and try to shift that away from self-judgment to self-care. And the biggest thing I think that um, we really wanted to do is connect the community you know, in our live calls and have everybody be able to show up and be vulnerable and real with each other so that we could see that we're not alone. And like, that's the thing I got from it the most leading a lot of these calls was just watching people show up and just go like, oh, like I'm not the only one who like judges myself in this way or that way or this way or that way. And I'm not the only one who feels alone in this way or that way. Um, And it really, I think it it connected our community in such a beautiful way. And, um, 
you know, throughout the challenge, people are submitting, you know, their experiences. And so what we did is we, you know, the winner of the challenge and we like, it's hard because we don't want to, we want to be inclusive and stuff, but the winner is the person who was the most engaged, um, throughout the challenge. And, um, so I don't know if you want me to pause it there and you can throw down an intro or yeah, let's, let's, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk more with our winner, but I wanted to bring her out because I felt like I wanted to hear about her experience, right? Like this is a very different challenge than I feel like most workout companies are running in the sense that we were focusing on things like energy, less pain, self-confidence, movement, some of these like feelings that you can get rather than any type of weight loss or aesthetic or anything. It was like, how do we get our community to come together and uh, feel the benefits of that community and, and feel the benefits of how we how we can feel from using a product like this versus how we look. Yeah. And I was very surprised at how engaged everyone in this challenge was. Um, and before I introduce her, I am going to read something really quick because I, I feel like, um, I don't know, I saw this recent interview with her name is Wendy Suzuki. We talked about her a couple times yeah. on a re- previous, she's a neuroscientist from New York State, from New York University. And uh, she has done a lot of research and books on like um, neuroscience and as it correlates to exercise. But she was talking in this interview about, she said, the number one predictor of a long life is the number of positive social connections that you have. So she, when she was like talking about this research, she was like, I thought it was going to be exercise and I wrote all these books and it's, it's an important one. But she goes on to say, and it doesn't have to be that girlfriend that you've had since third grade. It can be positive interactions that you've had with the barista at your coffee shop. That is, I'm going to read that again. The number one predictor of a long life is the number of positive social connections that you have. Mm. So a huge part of this challenge was like engagement in the community, putting yourself out there, sharing your story, listening to other people's stories. Because I just knew that if we could get people to come together for a different cause versus like, I lost three pounds this week, right? it would have such a positive impact. So it was the first time we ran a challenge like this. And I thought, you know, when we selected Sarah, I was like, we gotta bring Sarah out to the office and talk with her about like this experience and just sort of like what she was going through during all of these different things we were doing over the last month. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome Sarah to the podcast. Join us, Sarah. Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo! Hey! Let's try not I'll let to you get set up for here. a sec. Okay. I know, there's a lot of cords. <laughs> What? Your computer. Oh, sure. No Absolutely. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. Hello. I'm good. Thanks. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Um, I'll start by saying, yeah, we, we used to run very different challenges in previous health companies that we have. And when we started WeShape, we were taking a drastic turn. We saw a huge problem in the health and fitness space. And um, even though I've been told you will never be able to sell a fitness product that does not market to weight loss, I said thank you for your opinion and I've moved on from that. Um, so yeah, we like I said, we've run previous challenges in the past. And then we said, let's test out this challenge. And I, of course, whenever you try something for the first time, even though I have such faith and belief in this new way, um, I, I was nervous, but we had a lot of engagement and I could see the benefits. So I want to just start by asking a few questions because I'm so curious about your story. Um, but maybe we'll start with like, what drew you into WeShape in the first place? Like, how did you find us? Like, what made you kind of click that page and say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to join the WeShape community? Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of actually interesting what, uh, because just before I came across like we shape content on uh, YouTube and like saw some shorts of like Tyler explaining how to avoid knee pain and stuff like that. Um, I was actually watching a different workout challenge on a Twitch streamer um, with some friends and everything because at that time I was I was talking with some friends that I really wanted to um, start working out because like bodybuilding and everything or whatever was something that like this looks like a fun activity to do not in a terms of like oh I want to like look better per se it was just like I want to act I want to move more I want to do be more active and I want to do these things that I've always told myself I didn't want to do and so I followed along like following along because what they did was really intense and I'm not at that level yet um so I was following along you know quote unquote um with this challenge but I didn't feel connected to that Mm. because their entire thing was pretty you know what you think of normal workout challenges of like oh you have to push yourself to the max limit if you're not like pushing yourself to the point of failure you're not doing it right you're a failure yeah like all this (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah if you're not doing it pushing yourself to the point of failure you are a failure and stuff like that and looking for um like physical differences in how you how you look rather than like doing it because of how you feel and so i stopped that um, and then like two weeks later, I came across We Shape content and everything and uh, ended up seeing the uh, sign up or, you know, like the, the call to action of the like, hey, we're doing a uh, We Shape challenge to make you feel better. And I immediately connected with like those words of like feeling better because I at that point, like even before the uh, like the workout challenges, I was heavily in like a heavy depression and stuff like that and I just couldn't um I couldn't get out of it I didn't know what was stopping me because like I had a foundation of like ideas that I thought were good ideas to help kind of prevent someone or to help someone out of a situation like that but there was something like keeping me there and keeping me stuck Mm. and the whole concept of like doing something to feel better just helped me so much that I was like you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I've never signed up for anything like this before. And like, I probably won't like get on because they probably are already full or whatever, but I, I'll sign up and try it anyway. You know, and that's just kind of how I got there. So you were kind of at a place where you felt like, like, I just need to try something different and I'm stuck and I need to feel unstuck. Do you feel like the challenge helped you get unstuck in some ways? Oh yeah. A lot of ways. Um, more ways than, than I was expecting because, like, I was hoping for it to, to help me in the ways that it, it has helped me, but I wasn't trying to uh, come at it with, like, really high expectations. I was like, okay, well, if it helps you be more active, that's at least a place to start. Yeah. Um, but it's helped me become unstuck in so many other ideologies and, and things that I previously believed in that it's, like, it's insane. <laughs> it's like, so tell me, Like, tell me one of those things. Like, where do you feel, like, the biggest impact What's something that you felt like you were really stuck in before that you're seeing seeing it in a different way or getting a little bit unstuck? Well, it's kind of two things that, like, it's really difficult for me to say which one. One of them is the idea of, like, I'm worthy at the state that I am. Mm. Like, it's the journey, per se, um, rather than the actual destination, you know? It's like, I deserve love and stuff now even if I'm not fit looking or as strong as I think I should be um but also just like 
building a relationship with food like not like just eating better like building a relationship with food like just like you would with people or whatever so like mm-hmm. those two things are just like kind of the major things for me yeah i you know it's funny i remember i had this therapist tell me one time like you know you don't have to do anything to be worth something right and i remember i just like sat in that chair for like just and looked at her and was like but like i went to college and i'm building the da 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 da, da and i'm doing the, trying to be the best mom and she's like no you don't have to do any of that and just you being right there without doing anything you have enough worth. You don't have to do anything. And I remember just like, I still am like, wait, what? You know? So I feel like if I can, you know, it's like a lot of people join products because, or come, you know, part of communities or buy something online in the fitness space because they don't feel like they are worth it. And if they use this thing, they will get this thing and then they'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell everybody who buys our product, no, 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 no. This is about you acknowledging that you're already worth it and you are joining a community of people who can support that message Um, because it's a hard message when you have, most of us have not heard that message. And so it's a hard, anytime you're like deconstructing belief systems, especially those that are not a part of the cultural norm, it's very difficult to live in that new space. And so one of my intentions with the community is, this, these are hard beliefs to deconstruct. These are hard concepts to grasp and say like, yes, I am worthy of it. Okay. And so if we can come together in the community and reinforce that, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. That's my hope is that people don't feel like they have to do anything with our community or in our product to feel worth it. We're going to establish that on day one, right? It's, it's so important. We were just talking about this, Sarah and I, um, before the podcast, like, Katie and Nina know how much I've tried to do things for that external validation in my life. And I, I've said this before, and I, just, I like to repeat it because it's important. There is nothing that you can do that will ever fill that void, right? You have to pause and you have to say, wait, I'm worthy. I'm of love right now. I'm everything I need to be right now. It's not about filling the hole. It's about realizing you already are whole. And that's hard. It's that hard d- that's not an overnight thing. But I feel like if I, you know what's so funny? I was telling somebody this on our team yesterday. Um, you know, there's this weird balance when you're building this company to like adhere to like investors and the marketing and all of this while also holding a lot of integrity and mission and purpose. It's like always trying to, so I do this thing when people ask me what I do where I say it a little different every time to see what resonates with people, but I try to like really still hold the mission and the integrity of the company intact. And every time I share any version of giving people permission to like get rid of their scale and focus on how they feel and like you don't have to adhere any standard or any real aesthetic goal in this community, the I can actually see the physical relief in their body. It's like people are ready to be given permission. They're like, we're, I feel like for years, for decades, women and everyone really, but have been really holding up this like, okay, I, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And until someone says, no, you don't have to do that, you don't know that you have that option. 
right? And so when you give someone permission to say, you don't have to look a certain way, you don't have to be a certain weight, you don't have to even step on the scale, people are like, thank you. And like, they don't even say that to me, but their body says it to me. And so like, what has that experience been like for you in the sense of, we're not expecting any of those things here. And mm-hmm. I have you done other you know, products, purchase other products in the past where they, like, have you, do you feel that difference? Do you feel that permission to kind of let go of those expectations? I've never done a previous, like, product, a workout or anything like that. I, I looked into doing stuff like that. I was looking into having, like, a personal trainer at, uh, before this or whatever. Um, but, like, even someone coming from that place of not having done other products and everything, I still very much had that sense of, like, you know, I don't have permission to to uh, not fit in with this, like, idea of what health and fitness should look like. If I'm going to try to get fit, I have to do it a very specific way. And I have to, you know, do these things in this order and, you know, all this stuff and everything. So having having this experience of being able to do it in the way that makes me feel good, in a way that I enjoy and that I connect with, is, like, like my mind is completely blown because it's like anything about health whether it's food whether it's working out whether it's you know medical conditions or anything you're always told you have to do like all these specific things and stuff like that and so it's just like you're only told one way to do it but it's like there's more than one way like oh my gosh like I had to learn more you know yeah a lot of this is about deconstructing beliefs for Mm -hmm. sure a lot of it um were you gonna say something Tyler no go for it go for it um yeah I mean I'll say like when we were pivoting into We Shape, I made a very conscious decision to not give nutrition advice. Uh, I felt like I didn't want to be a part of a fad anymore, like keto or paleo or any of those things. I had tried all those things myself, and I just felt like it was always changing anyway, and I felt like too big of a responsibility for keeping up with all of that, and I felt like the science was always evolving, so I like never really felt like I could offer what somebody might need. And then I also felt like we had spent years developing this product that could have this high level of customization. And I was like, if I'm gonna release a nutrition side to this, it's gotta encompass that years of building something that could create something meaningful for the user versus just blanketed advice. But I, you know, so it's interesting that you talk about the food stuff because I know sometimes like in the community and on the podcast I talk about simple things, right? No actual nutritional advice because I believe everybody everybody's body is so different, but things like not, you know, Nina talks about like not labeling food good or bad and um you know, so maybe tell me a little I'm curious to know about the food stuff because we don't do a lot of food stuff in We Shape other than deconstruct beliefs around relationship with food, but maybe I don't know, maybe share a little bit more about that. Yeah, um can you reword the question just a little bit? Sure. Sorry. So, like, <laughs> you said one of the things that you got from this program was a different relationship with food. And I just have so much curiosity about that because in our product specifically, I've kind of left the food stuff out. The topic comes up, but maybe share with me, like, what made you change your relationship with food? Like, a little, tell me a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like two parts. Like, there was, a, there was a part of me that knew that, something with my relationship with food needed to change from a class that I took in college um paired with like just idea and we shaped that uh 
like building healthy habits. There was a part of the challenge that was talked about building healthy habits, like drinking more water or maybe eating more meals that you've cooked at home, uh, like once one more time a week than you normally do type of a stuff. Um, like in my college class, um, we were teaching kids, like kids from like underprivileged um, like schools and, and neighborhoods about um, like the farmers on Savi Island mm. and showing them like, hey, this is like where, where food comes from. They taste tested some of the food that was growing. They learned about bees and pollination and stuff like that. And um, that entire like mentorship with these kids um, was always talking about like, like us mentors would talk about like we're trying to teach kids how to have a relationship with food. So food is not just like this thing that just is there or isn't there, you know? Um, so that kind of gave me a framework to come in with WeShape in. And then WeShape kind of was just like, hit it home now I actually like build habits to like do that and so I it just kind of a uh, gave me a uh, an avenue to actually be like like give me permission to actually start doing it you know yeah and what a difference it is to have connection with food versus restriction with food yes <laughs> that is a game changer like even with my kids I used to have more dietary restrictions for them because my daughter had Lyme disease and I was so worried about all this inflammation and then I kind of just let it go and I said listen in our house, I care about food. I care about where our food comes from. I care about the farmers that grow our food. I care about your body having nutrients. I also enjoy fun food. So our family is going to work towards having both. And so it, it just really shift energetically shifted the dynamic to like we don't have that to have a little bit of nutrition and then pick out something fun, right? But I think it's that connection with the food that is so important. Because like I even joke about there's this restaurant here locally that we love to go to. And they're like, Katie, why do you go to that? Like it's the only restaurant you go to in town. I'm like, I'll tell you why I go there. Because the owner of that restaurant, Ben, cares about the food that he makes. He deeply cares. You can taste it in the food. This guy yeah. has such a connection with the food and the menu and what he's hand selecting. And I'm like, I just love, I can feel the energy of the food. And everyone calls me crazy. But like it's that relationship that you're talking about and that connection over restriction. Like what, just in your mind, that shift is so powerful and it doesn't require, well, you should eat this or you shouldn't eat that or you should do this. It requires a deep intuitive connection with your body too. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, oh, sometimes I eat that and I feel terrible. Okay, I'm not gonna not have that because that's one of my favorite things, but maybe I'll have this first. Or it's, it's not a rule-based thing because the reality is is human beings can't live in that way successfully in my opinion you can live that way but I think that you suffer in some ways to live that way so I don't know I just think that the relationship with food and connection with food is so much more valuable than the restriction and the rules and the diet it's I think it can be a game changer I, I think you're touching on something really deep it's something that I've watched having run previous challenges that were rule-based and system-based in that in that manner is that you know, when you tell someone it's about, you gotta do this difficult thing and it's restriction and you gotta like discipline and all this different stuff, they're like trying to achieve this end state, which is like self-acceptance and happiness through like fear and shame and grit and you know, things like that. So it's like, okay, we're trying to get to happy via all these negative experiences. And it sounds like what we tried to do really resonated with you was just like, we can just kind of get to like happy and self-acceptance and self-care and self-love now and then watch why you show up and do the things that you're doing. Because if you tell somebody that they have to eat all this way to feel healthy and they feel deprived, they don't end up doing it because they feel deprived. 
And so eventually that's going to crack. They're going to, they're not going to be able to sustain it. But if you, if you show someone that they're worth it, then when they go to eat something, they go, wait a second, I don't want to eat that because I want to take better care of myself instead of change the way I'm supposed to be looking and, you know, grit my way through it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I was really happy to hear you say that because I feel like, I feel like, like Katie said, there's just not a lot of like health and fitness people out there telling you start with like, it's okay to be you and you're amazing as you are right now. And okay, now that you're there, let's make choices from that place instead of and those choices, make you feel bad. And those choices look different for everybody. Yeah. Right? Like there is not like that that's that's the other thing I keep trying to hone in on here in this community is like this is not about judgment. Judgment and judgment for others, judgment for self. And the, the reality is, is the more judgment we have for others, it's just a reflection on how much judgment we have for ourselves, right? So it's- You don't know anything about that, do you? Nothing. <laughs> so um, or if you're suggesting that I have a high inner critic, then I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I do. You know that lately I have been intentionally eating a pastry every day? Because that was like something that would be like a no-no for me. Are you stuffing that inner critic's face with a pastry? A little bit. I, I tell myself, <laughs> I do. Everybody in this office knows. Carly brought me should, an eight-person. Should somebody person. go grab the we Queen of Ma? Somebody, <laughs> Helen's got it. Helen, let's bring the Queen of Ma. If you guys aren't on iTunes, you have to jump over like a, to YouTube this to see like this a, one. It's like a King Amon because yeah. it's <laughs> much bigger than No, but I have Amon. sort of been intentionally doing that is a way to. Oh, here it comes. Hold on. Hold on. We can go back. To your, this your is a pastry. And yes. Helen's bringing the queen amma. This is a pastry Can we get that a is normally up? for yeah. one person, but it's made for eight people. But I might have it Maybe myself. Maybe just one person. Yeah. Still. Oh my it's gosh. A, it's a big guy. Let's right? let it live Ooh. with us on the Let's on the rest so of the pot. Yeah, it looks. Okay. It looks gorgeous. You want me to hold it up? Like, okay. Oh, we gotta get a close up. This is a giant pastry. So if you guys don't know what a queen amant is, it is like a it's like a, a sugar ridden croissant packed into a little tasty morsel. And this one is like eight of them rolled into one. Nina describes it well. It's a croissant. Well, that, yeah, he just he stole that from me. It's oh, a okay. croissant. That has, I always say it's a croissant that Pure has thievery. sugar in it. <laughs> there's tons of lamination, but there's also a lot of sugar, which croissants are more buttery. Anyway, my point is, is that it's actually been a practice for me. Like I go downstairs and they're like, the 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 super nice guy Alex on that. Hey Katie, you want you want your queen? And I'm like, I I do, <laughs> I do, because my mind wants to go. You're not allowed to have that. You're not allowed to have that. And so it's like I've actually been doing it as like a little bit of a ritual. That's like you are allowed to have that, and that's okay that you want that, and you eat plenty of nutrient dense foods. So this is mm. something you get to enjoy. You yeah. eat plenty of nutrient dense foods. Yeah. So I think the relationship with food. I, that's why I was like, I can't give blatant advice to people because everybody's body is so different and I know I've tried everything so I know that if I can get people to connect with themselves and feel worthy as they are that those changes will organically happen right mm -hmm. like like you'll people who maybe only drink soda before and never water right this is a really like good example <laughs> of that you'll start to say I care about how I feel and so I actually kind of want to drink the water. So no one needs to stand over you and go, Sarah, drink the water. You're bad if you don't drink the water. You just kind of want to. But mm -hmm. that doesn't come from step one of me saying, Sarah, drink the water. Yeah. That comes from me, Sarah, saying, you're worth it. 
we're here to accept you exactly as you as you are. There's nothing about you that needs to change. And let's all try to do these. Let's all try to come together and feel better and move our body. And that action then creates this ripple effect of other actions. Is yeah. that what you experienced? That's 100% what I experienced, specifically about water, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's, yeah, like, look I... Look at you now. Yeah, <laughs> now, look <laughs> at me now with my picture of water. Like, I'm not Sarah even joking. I know Sarah requested a picture of water. <laughs> like, every time Helen and I w- went out and everything this week so far, I would, like, I would go to the restaurant and I would get water. And like, oh, you want a cup of water? I'm like, sure. And, like, they've had to refill my cup, like, four or five times. And it's like, it'd be easier if you just brought the picture. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, just set the whole picture down. But, yeah, so tell me more about that so you used to not drink a lot of water yeah I like almost exclusively things like milk and then if I wasn't at home I didn't have access to like milk or like juices or whatever I would drink sodas and stuff like that like it was really difficult for me to um to to drink water like I don't know what about it what like I can't like pinpoint like one thought process or anything that happened to like kind of prevent that but um yeah, that was just, like, a huge thing for me. Like, my, my family knows that, like, I drank, like, a gallon of milk, like, every three days or something like that. Like, I drink so much milk. It's so funny. Do you remember the time? My little, my youngest brother, he's 13 years younger than me, and he exclusively drinks soda. And I was getting. Oh, my God, this is great. I was getting one of my favorites ever. I was getting such bad anxiety. This is a former version <laughs> of myself. But I was so worried about him because I was like, do you, ha- do you drink water? And I paid him one month five hundred dollars to to only drink water, and he did it. And you know what's so funny? The minute it was over, he went back to soda. Well, you asked him like, "Do you feel good? Are you?" And he was like, "Yeah, honestly, I feel great." And you're like, "Are you going to keep drinking water?" He's like, "Nah, I'm good." Thanks for the five one though. <laughs> but my point is that it does have to start with an intention. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't force anyone. This was an old version of myself that really liked to use my, the the, the will of me to, like, I'll do anything to get people to feel I healthy. I mean, one time you offered me a similar deal with Hot Cheetos. You were like, I will pay you $1,000 if you don't eat them for a year. I feel very triggered when I watch people <laughs> in pain, and you would be in pain all the true time. True story, true story. I do. I love Hot Cheetos. Like, I feel like it's a part of my personality almost. But it I is. actually haven't had Hot Cheetos in a very long time. And what I've done Should've instead. Should have took the grand. I should have yeah. took the grand. <laughs> I stopped doing it in, in, in my own like uh, my own way, but like I realized that they made me feel like trash. They like burned my stomach, which again I love them. I'm not trying to diss on hot Cheetos, like sponsor me. But <laughs> I I can't eat hot them. Cheetos they hurt my body. Like they hurt my stomach. They hurt my body. Like nothing goes well after I eat a bunch of them. And what I ended up finding is like alternatives that had a similar experience for me that like were spicy and enjoyable and crunchy, but like didn't have the same ingredients that made me feel like trash. Mm-hmm. And I eat those all the time. I just don't eat the hot Cheetos because they they fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. they. But like I love them for life. They're like why did you, why did you go bankrupt? I'm like well I just was really worried about people's nutritional intake. No, but my point is is that first of all I had to learn people are gonna do what they need to do for themselves, mm-hmm. and but when people are ready to to try something different or have a different intention or feel better, I'm available. WeShape.com is available, right? But it starts with that with that will from from the other person, not from me. And then it starts from the intention. And the intention is what is the first step in the We Shape program. Y- you have to start there. We, we actually are, are calling it attention to your intention. So when you start there, then all of this ripples out. So if your intention is to, is to lose weight, you are not necessarily going to make choices that make you feel better. You might lose weight, but you won't. It's still going to create that disconnection from self. 
And when you're disconnected from yourself, you can't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. You can't feel worthy from that space. Mm. So if yeah. I can get people to connect with themselves and have an intention of feeling better, that creates like a ripple effect of different intentions that stem that I get to just sit back. I don't have to do anything. It's an internal process that happens within. So share with me. So you, you used to drink a lot of soda and milk and then you started changing your intention and just wanted to feel better in your body. And then did you just kind of notice you were drinking more water? I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's like, I just, I wanted to build a relationship with food and I consider beverages food. Yeah. And so like, that was one of the things I wanted to to do more. Like I, I it, at previous times in my life, I had done had like phases where like I did drink like a ton of water or whatever but it never like lasted kind of the same thing we were talking about but um I feel like that um like that just that idea of like it has to come from a place of intention like things breed like like feelings breed the same feelings if you're coming at it with a perspective of self-hate or loathing or depression or just all these negative feelings even if you do complete that goal like it's just going to breed more of those feelings and so for me like kind of like the thing that just switched in my brain when I started doing this is that um, I started using like all the good emotions that I I felt you know it's like I want to feel better not just I want to look better I want to um, do things that I've always wanted to do and like just felt I couldn't um, rather than just saying, oh, I should do something. Um, and like having those positive emotions just kind of uh, all congregated and came together and just it was a momentum that just kept going. And it, so it, it spread to like even though I wasn't um, like drinking more water wasn't like my main goal. It like my main goal of feeling better like translated to all these yep. other things and so it just made it super easy like I like I literally don't even think about it I'm not like being like oh I have to drink this much amount of water in my water bottle before t- noon today or anything like I used to I just like I just drink water because I like it it's fun it's it's a good drink <laughs> and isn't it crazy that that all came from an intention yeah and had you joined maybe for a different reason, like I'm gonna lose weight, I wonder if that would have happened, I doubt it. Mm-mm. Because you just, you the intention is everything. And I've talked about Gary Zukoff's book so many times. I want, Gary, if you're listening, I'd like to meet you. Um, he wrote a book, <laughs> Seed of the Soul. Um, Oprah had him on his, uh, her podcast, I mean on her podcast, on her show, and was way ahead of her time in my opinion. And that's the entire premise of the book, is that your intention is what creates all of the things in your life. And anytime somebody even comes to me and is like, oh, this thing is happening, da 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 da, what should I do? I'm like, well, what's your intention? What are you looking, what's your outcome? And if your outcome is weight loss, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know that we're the right place for you because uh, I want people to have an intention of feeling better and having greater connection with self because then when you do that, all of those things kind of just happen. And guess what? You get to enjoy your life. You get to have a queen of ma. You get to, care about where your food comes from maybe from the local farm like these are things you start to care about because you comes from a place of caring for yourself and so one of the things I'm actually curious I want to talk with you a little bit about the workouts how did the workouts go for you I really really enjoyed the workouts because like um 
like I mentioned before, like watching like that other workout challenge thing that I was watching through like these Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Um, I always felt so bad that I couldn't follow along to the exact same things that um, that they were doing. You know, like they were going to the gym and doing all these like bench presses and all these uh, like, you know, really specific machines or even when they were doing stuff with just body weight. Um, like, like I was definitely not at that level and, and like, but they didn't, um, like they, they offered some variations and stuff like that, but they were obviously working with more, um, more, more fit people who, who were able to do those variations, you know, and I couldn't. Um, and so having like that variability to be like, in you know, like, like we were saying, like the permission to scale it down to a point that I can do it in a comfortable and safe manner, just like. There's so much relief. I'm not like, I have to do a full push up on the ground. And if I can't do it, then I suck. And I have to, you know, then I, you know, whatever. It's like, I can, if I need to, I could do a wall push up or I could do a chair push up, you know, but like if I, my, my arms are hurting too much, I could go back to a wall push ups or, you know, whatever. Like it was just so, um, yeah, it was just like so much relief in terms of like just doing it at my pace and how I want to do it and not just because someone told me to do it or whatever. That, and I, that makes me feel so happy. Sorry, I, no, I just, I just, I think it's like, we actually did a presentation yesterday in our, um, in our team meeting, and um, the person who gave it showed us like the majority of the people who start our workouts start in the first three levels of any particular movement pattern, and you know we we try to keep it as like our level one movements are for people who literally cannot sit up out of bed, and the purpose of that is inclusion, right? You, you've said two really powerful things is one, when you went to that other program, you felt like, it sounds like felt exclusion. It's excluded, you, know, you need equipment, you need to be able to do these things, right? And the, the premise of what we want is inclusivity. Somebody from any walk of life can do this, all the way from that athletic person to someone who can literally not sit up in their own bed. And I think it's so important because even a lady emailed us the other day and she said, hey, I just had a hip replacement. When would it be appropriate to start your program? And like, well, we've had a doctor of physical therapy review all this stuff. You could start right after your hip replacement surgery. And all we're doing in those basic levels is just teaching you how to keep those muscles in, uh, in, a, in a firing condition and connect the mind to the muscle. And um, so I'm super happy to hear you say that it's it's inclusion-based rather than exclusion-based. And then the other piece I just wanted to comment on is is like, it sounds like the theme I'm hearing us say is like, when you come from a place of deprivation, you feel deprived. And when you feel deprived, what happens eventually? You're not gonna, you're gonna quit. But when you come from a place of inspiration, you feel inspired. And when you feel inspired, it doesn't even feel like you have to work to do it. It's just easy. It's like it pulls you rather than you having to push your way through it. So, you know, thank you for sharing those things. Yeah, I think no it's really problem. important for people to hear. Yeah, and it's just like, like touching on that idea of like inspiration versus deprivation. It's just like so many people that um, like I, I've talked with friends about this, not maybe specifically about we shape, but just in general of like people being like, Oh, I don't feel motivated to do this or whatever. And it's like, th like we shape even like day one, it wasn't, I didn't ever feel like I was pushing through like, th like a feeling of like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I just always felt like I want to do this. And, um, that sort of motivation I felt like comes from my intentions you know um it's not just like something that I feel like I should do it's like I just want to do this this is like I was ready for change and this is helping me change that and like so it's like that 
motivation just became something inside of me and it's like kind of like a fire rather than it being just like something I have to chase you know I have you know so many people feel like they have to chase motivation and inspiration around they like you know sorry to get a um you know to get whatever they want or whatever but it's like it's inspiration isn't something that you find in other things it's something that's like inside of you already you know but you just have to like uncover it by just like you know like like uh we shape always ask you know ask yourself why just keep asking why until you get to that spot you know and like i just want to say i want to give more permission if anybody says you should do something i think it's important to reply with internally should i and then and then sit with that right because i think so often we just so easily succumb to like oh i should do that and it's like should i because what nina should do is different than what you should do is different than what i should do is different than what tyler should do and so i encourage people and i want to give permission to people that you don't have to do something that doesn't work for you and the entire intention behind we shape is to allow people to discover what journey works for them and to connect with themselves and to get permission to throw away their scale throw away their new year's resolutions like i'm so glad we ran this challenge when we did and that people you know of course i'm like i hope people can resonate and connect with themselves and not have judgment and i'm like so grateful that it's like people are like ready for it like there's, there's, there's people who are ready to have this permission given to them. And so I'm really excited because we're going to run this this feel-good challenge in January. And I'm going to tell people to bail on their scale. I'm going to tell people to fuck the New Year's resolutions. Pardon, pardon my French. Um, but I'm going to because I want to know who out there has had a New Year's resolution on January 1st and then was still participating in that New Year's resolution on December 31st. I mean, I have never, right? Zero times. Yeah. So New Year's resolutions don't work. Scales do not help us feel better about ourselves. They actually just take us down a terrible judgment zone of, you know, down a rabbit hole that's like terrible. So I'm asking people to bail on their scales. I'm going to run this challenge again in January. And as a result of this challenge, we're actually making a huge product uh, iteration that's coming out here in a week or two. So we used to have like a progress. It's on the product right now. Like, oh, how many times have I worked out? And I was like, I came to Tyler. I actually feel really bad for you because sometimes you like get all you get all your stuff, and then I go, ooh, we're gonna do it this way. And you're like, damn it, Katie, why do you keep changing? I'm like, I'm sorry. Just let me hear me out. I don't really care if you're tracking your workouts. Like, what does that do for us? Right? That's a should. Right. You're going to hear other people say, I did four this week. Other people did. I did one. And it's like, what does that really do for anybody? So we're taking that out of the product. And I'm sorry if that upsets people, but we're not tracking workouts anymore. Um, I want people to connect with their body. Like sometimes I, I can't work out. I didn't sleep well. Um, I what for whatever reason, like I, I, it's not actually good for me to work out today. So the tracking of that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And what we're doing is we're actually replacing um, the components of the feel good challenge into like a little um, tab that's going to say feeling good. And we're going to be f- checking in with our members every month about their sleep, about their energy, about their self-confidence, about are they experiencing decreased pain through the movements, like focusing on all those pillars that we had during the challenge. So I was so grateful that people really connected with this type of challenge and that I said to the engineers, we got to build something inside the product that's not just tracking. So I'm excited. That's going to launch in a couple weeks and we'll be able to have people focusing on different things for the new year. So, so piggybacking real quick on the the should and then asking yourself, you know, should I? Um, you should keep an eye on We Shape in January and join the challenge. <laughs> and uh, you should love yourself more. So go ahead and ask yourself those questions in your head and let's see what, what you come up with on your own. Um, but I do have a genuine uh, curiosity here. 
Um, you know, WeShape has connected with a lot of people who feel like the workout product is appropriate for them because of that inclusivity, right? There's not, I don't know if any workout programs out there can can customize itself to someone, especially people who are injured, you know, they have, they're beginners, they haven't been, you know, through a lot of movement education before. Um, but a lot of those people end up being kind of like, you know, in, the, in their 50s and their 60s and things like that. But with you, what I've noticed is, our ability to connect with kind of the Gen Z. And I have a lot of, I told you this earlier, and Katie, I think you feel the same way. I have a lot of confidence in Gen Z because they act from a space of inclusivity and openness. And how, maybe you could say something, you know, to the people in Gen Z who are struggling with self-acceptance and they're struggling with the societal, you should be this and you should be that. Like, how do we get out of that? And how do we, just look at ourselves in the mirror as we are right now and say, you're worthy of love. Like, how did you bridge that gap? And how can others do the same? I think really, for me, what made like the most difference is that I was connecting with other people and not just doing it by myself. Because mm. like... Community is opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Because like, like, yeah, when I was watching the video that was saying, oh, join our, join our WeShape challenge or whatever... Um, like, yeah, that was already exciting to me, but like the, the moment that Tyler had said, like, we have a community, I was like, yeah, I'm on top of that. Like, I, I want to be a part of something that's not just me. It's not just me in my bedroom. It's like other people doing it with me and I can like talk with other people and stuff like that. And so I really think that, um, in moments of struggling and in moments of insecurity and just like vulnerability, being able to branch out to, the people that you know you can be safe with or just to uh you know just reach out and connect with other people i feel like that um will just help so much because if you're not connecting with people then what are you doing <laughs> you yeah. know like what, what's the point if you're not uh with other people you know and, and i think not a lot of us feel like there's a community of people who are safe to be vulnerable with mm -hmm. you know i know that um you know, personally growing up, I know that like, um, I had a lot of experiences that were harmful to me and that I swept under the rug and, you know, put a big mm -hmm. smile on your face. We talked about that a little bit before the podcast too. And, um, it's hard to go back and, and visit those things and recognize what they did to you and then hopefully process them and find gratitude for those situations. Um, not, not to give the other people a break, but to just recognize that they made you who you are today. And if you're really connected to yourself, then you probably already love yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a question or not, but I just think of this this Gen Z crowd as people who are in this pivot point. Right. They're like, do I do I think openly? Do I have more creative ideas? Do I go with this old way of thinking? Right. So like piggybacking on on that question, like. Um, I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, like, what was the process you went through, you know? You said you, you, you were in depression mm -hmm. and then you went to self-acceptance. Like, other than somebody giving you permission to do that, what were the steps and how did you overcome those? I really would love to, to hear that part. Well, it was just really just like the realization, you know, that I'm not alone in this, you know, like a lot of my mm. depression and um, my anxieties revolve around, um, you know, 
not having people around me, not having anybody to talk to or, you know, just being alone in general. And so, um, or going to people that you thought you could talk to and then being like, Oh, this is too much for me. Or this is, this is, I can't connect with this. Right. Yeah. Like, like people like responding really negatively to how like I'm reacting to something or whatever, like all that kind of stuff. And so having a, um, having a community, where like I would post a comment and then people were like, oh my gosh, yes, same, <laughs> like whatever. Or um, just people being willing to like give some advice be like, oh, I have this question or like I have this issue. What do you guys do? And just having people be so open and honest, especially in the live calls. Like, oh my God, the live calls are and on another level of like vulnerability and connection. It's just, uh, it's just, it just means so much to me to like be able to just have people echo what I'm saying and to you know like like you guys mentioned all the time like to feel seen and to just you know have that um yeah like just have that connection and just being okay with being vulnerable and stuff like that like that was like as soon as I realized that that was something I could have here everything it was like a light switch for me like just Mm -hmm. everything changed you know wow well I'm so grateful that we could give you permission to be you I think that that is my entire goal with We Shape is to give people permission to be themselves and to know that they have a community that can support them feeling great about themselves. So I'm, I am, you know, anytime you're trying something that's kind of against the grain, there's a lot of vulnerability in that. There's a lot of risk on my part in doing that. And when people are like, yes, we're ready. Yes, thank you for the permission. It just feels so good to know that people are ready for this. People are ready to not be stuck on the hamster wheel of self-hatred and criticism and weight loss and measuring the number on the scale. And I'm so grateful that this community has helped you and that you have helped this community. That's the other that's the other beautiful thing about this experience is that when you show up for you, you actually are a light for other people too. And so don't underestimate the power of showing up for yourself because that trickles out to other people. So we have so much gratitude that you were willing to fly into our office and connect with us and Can I just say something about that light real quick because we sure. were it's interesting you say that because we were <laughs> talking about this I did a little uh, session with um Sarah before the podcast and you know I just looked at her in the eyes and I said like you are a light that is shining bright if we just imagine everybody has like a little candle inside them most people's flames is just a little flicker and that the moment somebody goes wait I love me for who I am and I accept me for who I am and that flame grows all the flames around them go damn your flame damn your flame they might see you they might see you you might you might not fit in and it's really easy for us to listen and to slide backwards and do what society tells us we should be and make ourselves small. And it takes a lot of courage to say, I hear you and I appreciate your feedback, but I'm gonna keep shining brighter. And I think that more people need to just lean into that and give others permission to do the same. And I really thank you for doing that. And I think you should continue doing that. And I appreciate that. Like, that, that means a lot that it's like, even though I'm still at a very, young stage like in this kind of growth process that like I'm already having like impact on other people like people in the live calls are already like telling me it's like oh I'm watching you and like and I'm paying attention to you and like also just like at home like seeing how people are reacting and just like they look happier (laughs) rather than feeling like 
super sad around me now because it's like I don't know like like I could see it expanding around me already and like so it's like it's so overwhelming at times because it's like you know I've only been doing this for like you know like a month and a half now and everything that's already like so many changes are happening and it's just like oh how do I process this a little bit you know yeah it's but it's 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 powerful and I yeah we encourage you to continue to take the permission to be you and to show up for you and um, it's okay that those other societal norms and expectations are out there. It doesn't mean we have to participate in them. So, you know, they're going to exist. And so I am going to stop fighting the fight of that. And I'm going to fight the fight of going around with a lighter and trying to yeah. you know, light people's candle and you, say, you, you have permission. You, you have permission. teach you have other permission. people to light their candle brighter by telling them that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. You can only do it by saying, hey, I, I love and accept what you're doing. And you can only do that when you genuinely love and accept yourself. Mm -hmm. So we hope everyone joins us in January, not for a New Year's resolution, not to lose weight, not to step on the scale, but to have an experience like Sarah, mm -hmm. where you can come in, you can be given permission to accept yourself and care for yourself exactly how you are today. And you can be joined, you know, paired in a community with people who have that same intention and same mindset. And um, so we invite you. We hope you can join us. Join us. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. We're so grateful to have you a part of our community. And if you join the challenge, you'll probably see Sarah. Come yeah. say hi to her. All so right. hi, I would love to say hi to people. Yeah. I want to see more people. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see everyone soon. And thanks again, Sarah. So great to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. You, for, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com challenge to sign up.